So. Like Scar from The Lion King had the best music anyway. Oh, yeah. My karaoke. Jeremy, is it Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Yeah. Was... My, uh, my karaoke is uh, The Divinals I Touch Myself. Ooh, my God. That's good. Good one. I don't remember any of the lyrics right now. Yeah. I only remember it when I have it on okay. the screen. Mine would be uh, Red Wine by UB40. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Because you, if, the more you inebriated you are, the better it sounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like most good karaoke songs. I gotta hold on. Hello, comrades. Welcome to the 551 Podcast. I am Wes Berdine. I am joined by Corey Shreppel, Rodrigo Sanchez-Chevaria, Mark Fangmeyer. You're in a different order when you're, uh, when you're in person than you are in Zoom. We're in the back room in the lounge, the Black Heart of St. Paul. It's karaoke night because we pushed this to, uh, to Tuesday night so that uh, I could, like, you know, do family things on Monday night. And uh, that means you're going to be able to maybe, if I don't, do a great job of editing. Catch some really great karaoke somewhere in the background. Oh, it's podcast. there's going to be it's some perfect journey. backdrop. Yeah. So uh, you tell us what is your favorite karaoke song. You'll probably be able to do it next time we have a uh, home game. In the meanwhile, let's do some soccer stuff. The good, the bad, and the weird. The good. The Portland Thorns are doing the the. I guess the women's ICC is going on right now. It's it's the a, they, they wrap. The they um they won the whole thing. They, they beat Lyon one nil. Uh, the great part about this is uh, Olivia Moultrie, the 15 year old who yeah. uh, uh, went to court to be able to be signed. Um, scored her first professional goal on a beautiful free kick against the Houston amazing. Dash. It was so good. Um, you could just tell how pumped everybody was for her. Such a great tournament. Um, it, it was really, really great. I mean, yeah. uh, Houston Dash, in, for that particular match, that was that the uh, semifinal? I think it was the semifinal. Um, Houston Dash were up, I think, 3-1, 3-2. I can't remember what, it, what the score was at that point, but Olivia Moultrie scored the free kick that tied the match for Portland, ended up going to PKs. Portland advanced. I can't remember if it was to the semifinal or the final, but um, was like a set of PKs where, like, I think the goalie blocked three. Yeah, it was. It was just crazy. It was a really, really fantastic I think match. The, the really cool thing about this whole tournament that doesn't get enough highlight is that you were had a Barcelona team that literally won Champions League. Champions League. Yeah. And like watching Leon and watching Macario play. Yep. And playing it like it was. It was beautiful. It was like nonstop. If you like goals, this all this tournament was yeah. about it was just goals. Yeah. And I'm gonna jump quick to a bad, which is that Christian Press signed for Angel City FC, which just makes me mad. Why? Uh, because I don't want to like Angel City FC, and God damn it, they're trying to make me like them. Okay. So, uh, it's, it's Mia Ham. I know. Well, Mia Ham's yeah, but and it's Becky G. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moral of the story is I love Christian Press. I'm uh, very happy that she's back in the United States. Uh, another good with women's soccer staying on that is uh, next week, Minnesota Women's Soccer, the uh, the organization that I am uh, a, a founder of, one of the founders. Um, community shares are starting on sale next week, I believe the 31st. 
Um, and so if you, yeah, if you want information about that, you can always email me. I'll send you information. We're doing some uh, um, investor Q&As that we just, I just finished doing one of those with uh, Andrea Yock, our uh, president, and some investors. Um, and so please reach out because it's a chance to actually um, change how we do soccer and women's soccer in particular, but soccer in general. Um, another good is the Afghanistan women's team was evacuated by the Australian government, uh, which is yeah, yeah. It was there was there was a lot, uh, especially after some tragic news that one of the the like a 17 year old from the men's Afghan national team was one of the people that tragically fell from a U.S. plane last week. Um, there was a lot of outreach from professional organizations that were trying to get the uh, Afghan women's team out. And so uh, thanks to the Australian government for that, uh, more than 75 people were evacuated. Yeah, no, um, and also that, I, I think one of the players from the, uh, the women's team also like was putting out word like, Burn your jerseys, burn anything that shows you're a part of this team. Like, yeah. delete all your social media. Delete all your social media. Like, hide everything about being a part of this team. And yep. so it's great they got out. Yep. Um, another, uh, another good Megan Rapino finished on the side of this building. She what? <laughs> <laughs> Wes. <laughs> oh my God, Corey. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's still a good. Megan uh, <laughs> Rapino, the, the mural is done. Uh, uh, the, the U.S. women are going to be playing here in October, October 26th. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm very much going to spend two entire months of my life desperately trying to get Megan Rapino to take a photo in front of that mural. Absolutely. There's literally no other Megan Rapino murals out there, so why wouldn't she? But I don't know. I've, yeah. Lori Lindsay has drunk in this bar before, so I will definitely be uh, hitting her up. 100%. They're buddies. So. Yeah. Um, let's go to some bads here. Premier League is not releasing players for um, World Cup qualifiers uh, for... Matches played in red list countries. So it's yeah. not that you can't go to a country that might be a red list country if they're playing away. So, for example, Liverpool isn't letting uh, Mo Salah go to the Egypt national team to play in Egypt for their away matches that isn't in a red list country, he could go and play. Um, I still don't understand how the U.S. is not on that list for I how don't, bad our COVID. I don't, who knows? I mean, it, Matt Doyle had a, had a great uh, tweet about it. It was like, uh, you can peel back the layers here and kind of figure out uh, it's basically the global south. Uh -huh. um, That's right. You know, so Yo it's- Yo, motherfucker hate us. So it's, it's gonna, it's gonna. <laughs> I love you. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna have, it's gonna have a ton of implications for World Cup qualifying for a lot of these countries, yeah. um, including the U.S. Because don't forget, it's not just where the the home teams are from. So like, Christian Pulisic has COVID right now. But if any of the Prem players that are on the U.S. men's national team and they're playing in Costa Rica, which is a red list country, they're not going to be able to go. They might be able to come to the U.S. for camp, but they can't travel to that country. But I wonder if we'll see the Costa Rica game move to Mexico or yeah. Canada or the U.S. Or 
move everything. Uh, like Brazil, move them up to Allianz Field. We're not doing yeah, anything man. next we're week, anyways. We're, we're, we're Boca Seniors. Uh, I've got another wall. I can put another mural uh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, we got plenty of time. <laughs> I mean, another, another bad. Real Madrid put in a $160 million offer for Mbappe, even though they have no money. So congratulations. Uh, my, my, my favorite piece about that uh, was one that I saw. It's the brother of the owner of PSG who was tweeting. Uh, his name is... Doug. It's, yeah, Mansour. yeah, it's, it's Doug. No, but he basically uh, said, he's the guy that leaked the, like, Messi was coming to PSG first and a bunch of other things. And he tweeted this afternoon, if, yeah. uh, if you agree to the specified price, contact us or complete the season with the golfer. Basically just trolling Madrid saying, take the price for, for Mbappe right now or just finish with Bale. I, I mean, the thing is just Bale's finish with Bale. Good, so. Yeah, exactly. Because yet it's a free transfer, yeah. right? Next, Mbappe, next summer. Next summer, yeah. yeah. So uh, the weird is uh, there was an Oklahoma referee who was uh, arrested after firing a gun at people after um, there was a disagreement about a red card, and then the, the player kind of fought back, and then the, the ref was mad, ran to his car, got a gun. Um, oh, that folks, makes more sense. Don't shoot I thought people. he was like, when I first saw it, I thought like he had the gun on him because why not no. when you're refereeing? And no. then he fired it in the air as a sort of like police officer, everybody calm down type no, thing. That would be good. That would be way better. That would be way better. Or it would be better if he was like going to issue a red card but accidentally grabbed his <laughs> gun instead. <laughs> Are you going to read the tweet? Yeah. The, the, this well, is the funniest so thing so ever. I have some, so, so there, here's some quotes from the, uh, the, the local police chief, Mitch McGill. Uh, the quote was, the referee pulled what's called a red card and the guy didn't take it well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then basically what happened was, uh, uh, you know, they, they argued, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, another quote from the police chief. The referee then ran from the soccer field to his vehicle, removed a weapon, and fired one shot toward the crowd. Uh, law enforcement was contacted immediately, and uh, they added, pointing the handgun in the general direction of the player and others before firing around. Uh, the ref uh, attempted to flee before the cop showed up, but uh, didn't this, get far. This is so Copa Libertadores. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> this is like so like middle of Uruguay and Brazil type of thing, right? Like someone's going to come out and do something like that. So It's good to know that dipshittery unites us all. It's a global, uh, but if, yeah, it's it's. I just love the the referee pulled what's called a red card. <laughs> that's that's not that the uh, right there is a is a in a nutshell soccer in the United States in Oklahoma. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And we're going to talk Minnesota United. Someone singing Billy Joel in this bar. Usually that's an 86, but uh, I'm in the back. I can't do my job right now. <laughs> back on the 55-1 podcast. Uh, let's do some Minnesota United uh, news. Asiel Jackson is loaned to North Carolina FC, who are garbage this year. I, don't, I know you guys probably don't watch USL 1 very much. I only do because uh, of forward Madison, who are also, they're not garbage, but God damn it. Three out of the last five games, they've given up a game-tying goal in the last two minutes. Yep. But anyway, Azul Jackson, go get some minutes. He's young. That's good. North Carolina FC and uh, 
one of the coaches there, Nick Platter, former um, Minnesota Thunder goalkeeper. So I will message him about that, and he will not respond. But um, Reynoso is not going to be playing this weekend because he's not going to the All-Star game. Um, I, I wonder if that's why they pulled him out of this game against Sporting Kansas City so that they would have an excuse to not send him. Yeah, uh, but then that means he can't play on Saturday anyway. Right. I think there's yeah. there's a MLS rule that if you yeah. don't play the All Star, you have to sit out one more game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. So this game is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah. We're gonna be starting. Actually, I was uh, saying before we started this podcast. Usually, I take a game off each year and just like don't go out with friends or whatever. I don't actually know, like, this game might actually be more fun because it's like, we're going to start Patrick Weah and Justin McMaster and whatever. Um, Corey Hayes we, should, we should play. Um, I, who's going to start this game? Wrong answers only. Yeah, but the problem is there's only, like, three yeah, answers. Yeah, we have, like, we there's have no The only wrong answer is Fred Emmons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, my God. No, um, you call back uh, Kevin Gucci. He's got all a concussion. Still? Um, wow, that's a long concussion protocol. The October 9th game has been moved to October 10th. National TV, baby. Yep, Colorado. Uh, so Disappointing because uh, we have tickets to the matinee of uh, Frozen the Musical that afternoon. So it's going to be a tough time frame to get to both of those. Well, I brought my kids to this sporting game, and uh, Emil, the next morning, they were, uh, Iris was very bored during it, wanted to go find more snacks. Emil was pretty good. He was very interested in the supporters groups and then the game. And the next morning, um, he was like, Dad, sometimes when I think about things in the morning and I think I like them more, I really liked the soccer game. When can we go again? So, and he asked oh. me again tonight at dinner. Uh oh. So, just, and I was like, October 31st is the next, but I forgot this game moved. So, Emil, you get to go. He listens to this podcast religiously. <laughs> Um, how, did, how, did, how did you like my seats? Uh, they were great. Yeah, thank you, Rodrigo, for selling me your seats. And then I sold you my Wonderwall seat. I you, know, right? You I, went at, I went at the very top. I was at the uh, top of the Wonderwall. They were good. There was a, a, a group of four people who don't usually sit there behind us. And just, I have a foul mouth, obviously. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows it. But it was like nonstop, including the C word. You know, capitalism. Just like, yeah, yeah, capitalism. <laughs> I, I like... Don't talk about capitalism in front of my kids. Yeah, that That's the thing. It's like, it's very, it's very difficult. So. See you next Tuesday. Just a yeah. lot of, yeah. lot of that. There, anyway. there is one guy that does, that does sit back there that likes peanuts. Oh. So like, if they like, if if there were shelves of peanuts behind you when you left, that's probably one well, of the regular wasn't, guys. Wasn't but, them, they, but regardless, it's good. We were we were over in the corner on the T and E side of Wonderwall, and it was just, it was good to sit and like. Made it great. It was fun to have the family out. I've only had them to game one other time before. So um, let's do some watches. Okay, we've done some watches. That, that was do you great. guys wear watches? Um, I, I have my Benedetti watch, but I need a new battery. You have smart watches. I've, I've got a, Here's the deal. I've got a smart um, watch. I had a really, not a really nice one, but I bought it in Paris when I was there, and it was it was a cheap one, but it was a Louis so Pion. Uh, no, it was real, but it was just like a cheap yeah. designer watch, and it broke. Um, I was going to buy a smartwatch, but then I was like, wait, like smartwatch, all, all smart technology like dies within two years. Why would I? So do you have a smartwatch? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, had my, I had my first. I've Apple had mine watch for, for like, like four years, I think. Now. Yeah, I had my first one for like four or five years. Does it use Netscape? Uh, no. 
Okay. No, but it does do the dial-up sound whenever somebody calls. <laughs> See, my, 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 my mine plays the Mario theme song every time someone texts me. My favorite watch is big and gaudy, and it is actually just a, it looks like a turntable on like your wrist. Like those big G-Shock oh. watches uh-huh. and shit? Yeah. Uh, it's the LCD sound system. <laughs> Pretty much it is. Oh, yeah. oh, All right. get them started. Let's talk about this game. Minnesota United versus Sporting Kansas City, nil-nil. Brought my family to an absolute stinker. Um, but again, as Emil told me, um, if goals weren't the, the way that we counted who won, we, w- we were the better team. We had some good chances. So, yeah. so he should give the halftime talk. Or the, or the mid-game talk that yeah. that, they're, that they do on the broadcast. Uh, the well, biggest... What would Emil say at a halftime talk? Like he, would probably zero, zero. he would probably be like, General George Washington... And he would like talk about, he would just talk about history. The biggest disappointment for us, so again, we also brought our family, like, and our Latvian will be two in November, so it's like his first soccer game ever. And the biggest disappointment was the thing that, like, we do as a family that, because, like, when Wilhelmina watched soccer with me on, like, the more, on, like, weekend mornings, she's like, everyone's celebrating with a hug, daddy. And so we have to do goal hugs. Anytime anybody scores, oh. regardless of team, she runs over and like does a jumping up and down hug, and now Lavin's in on it and does it too. So it's like a group jumping up and down hug, and we were waiting for a goal hug at this game, and there were no goals to do a single goal hug to. My wife does not do that. Yeah. When we watch <laughs> in the mornings. You really should. Uh, there should be more goal hugs. It's I'm, great. All right, I'm, everyone here, commit to more goal hugs. Uh, Minnesota United won't give you many hugs, but yeah, I, I swear so, that picture you posted, Mark, that looked like the exact backside of Corey Shreppel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know what security guys. No, so I posted, I posted a picture of, um, you know how like ten, like five, ten minutes before the match ends, like the um, security comes down and just kind of like at each, like yeah. each aisle sits at the very end and like it's ready to pop out at the end. Uh, the security guard looked very much like Corey Shreppel from the back, like glasses, hat, everything. And um, he was like sitting <laughs> down on the steps <laughs> and both of my kids just go and sit down next to him just like, hey, and like, <laughs> just hanging out with the security guy. And um, yeah, it was very cute. And um, yeah. But yeah, from the backside, it did look very much like Corey Shreppel was just hanging out with my kids. All right, less adorable, more game talk. Uh, Minnesota. Honestly, kids talk is probably more entertaining than what we're going to yeah, talk about. All right. I, I thought we kind of last week did this. Um, we didn't really talk about the game, so we could talk about the general issues in hope that, um, you know, at this point of the season, we start like talking about the same things over and over again. We're going to be talking about the same thing over and over again because this was another, there's a red card with a studs up challenge on Reynoso in the 29th minute, I believe, 27th minute, somewhere in there. Yep. Um, we had some chances before that, uh, but. I guess what I can say about this game is we were more spirited in this game than the L.A. loss and the San Jose 1-1. Both of those games, the second half of the San Jose game was completely spiritless. I thought the L.A. Galaxy game was completely garbage. We didn't look like we were trying at all. Well, the last no like, 10 or 15 minutes, there's finally some urgency, okay, but that's about right. it. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. Sure, but it's like, but where, the, where the, was that? There was no level of just, like, urgency right. of, again, vamos bombas, like trying to actually like put your foot down on these teams. Yeah, it seems like we were trying to not lose instead of trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. And or even I don't even know. Like just trying to I don't even just like not pushing. Um are there any players you want to talk about for this game? We we did start Ozzy Alonso started this game. Um 
I uh, Michael Boxall was back. Yep. Um, I think Boxy the helped. Only real change. I, I, I thought Ozzy, for the few times that we've seen him play a full, full 90, he looked much better than the other times he's come in. It's his best game this season, yeah. by far. And, totally. so, and so he it was, was only commanding. only good game this season, I think. And he was commanding, and he well, was doing that. I you, thought, you've mentioned it in the past, Rodrigo, where it's like, Ozzy is good when he starts because he needs 10-ish minutes to find the game. And he and he did. I mean, he found, he was connecting passes. He yeah. was he was uh, doing his uh, what we call in coaching crazy driver, where like you take the ball and you just go in a circle with one foot. He was doing a lot of that and dis- dispossessing of the ball. But I thought having Boxy back really really solidified, um, specifically having someone who's actually like a bully, right? In that kind of sense. And in, in this game, we we didn't see a Ozzy that was such a bully. It was, it was all like. Boxer was the one who was doing all the physical work, and it was nice to be able to see that. I think that was that was good for, for me to be able to see those two back together in a sense. But overall, I mean, I just the, the midfield is just so discombobulated at this point with the with the formation that we have and the people that we have. That it's just like I over the last three games, I've seen Reynoso grow more and more frustrated with. Uh, Dotson on the left and anything in this world to the point where they you know he was yelling at him and you could totally tell he was yelling at him about stuff so no but also like with Ozzy in there uh, going you know having Kansas City go down a man 20 minutes in was perfect for Ozzy because that meant that everybody except for Ozzy and Boxel were pushing forward and he could just sit back and be that like super deep sitting back uh, you know, mid- midfielder, which is his ideal role. Like it was, he was in, placed in a perfect situation. Like after seeing that and how he did, like when we uh, went up a man against San Jose, like that would have been an ideal sub again to get Ozzy in there because that's his role. Like to dictate that, I think it would have been a great thing. To made, made the San Jose game at least have some feeling to it, have some emotion to it. Like get in there so you can press a little bit more. One thing we saw in the the second half when the team was really pushing because they 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 were tactically set up to push to try to get a goal uh, is that Debassi was going up. So you had basically when we were on, when we had possession, Debassi would move up to where we would assume like a a deeper left back would be. Chase was pushed all the way up, and then obviously, um, for, you know, different people were in that left wing role. Dotson, et cetera, they were central, and so you had um, Boxall back with Ozzy in front of him. And I, uh, rewatching it, I wondered like, why didn't we just sub out Chase for McMaster, right? Like, like McMaster can play that defensive role when needed to as a as a fullback or something. But then you've got someone who can actually attack as opposed to Chase, who's wide and not doing much. And God bless him, but on the attack, he's mostly useless. And uh, yeah, to, uh, he's v- vertically to a certain point, like there's not much that he can do. And this is one of my main criticisms that I want to see from Chase is if he's going to be that speed, that, that overlapping fullback, he needs to be able to cross the ball in better to change the angle of attack from that side. We have enough hopeless crosses from Metinair on the right, but that is a, a part of Chase's game that we don't see, and it's part of our game that we don't see. Metinair is one of the best crossers in completion in the league. But who's getting on the end of those? Yeah. No, and, yeah. and, 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 and additionally, too, like, uh, Chase, like, if you... We, went back and watched like the highlights 
You know, SKC had two decent like chances the whole match, and none of those came from like Chase's side. Like he did no defending after we went up a man. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't need him there. Like he was. Yeah. Yeah. We could totally just put in, uh, you know, an attacking yeah, player. And we, and we didn't have many options to put in. No. But right. again, McMaster only came in in the last minute, basically for Reynoso, and we could have seen him in earlier. We did. Let's talk about a few of the chances, actually. I, yeah. I want to talk about Patrick Wea, um, but um, there's a 17th minute. Unu uh, pressed. Uh, or t- take me through. Yeah. That. So Sorry. so Reynoso had a shot, and Tim Melia it it he he got it, but it kind of deflected. He bobbled a little bit, and Unu, who I will say was one of the best, one of the better pressers in our attack in this match, pressed Melia, won the ball back almost at the end line. And then instead of remaining calm, and this is, again, he wants a goal so bad, tries to chip it over Melia at a bad, shallow angle to get a goal. I think he was actually trying to hit... Yeah, he was um, trying to hit Finley. Finley on the far, but, like, he had Reynoso to the right of him. Either way, like, there were were other outlets. Reynoso was clear, and Reynoso could have had a better angle to Finley. Dotson or was shot, all, yeah. or, or shot. Dotson was also at the top of the box to Reynoso's right. So it's like there were options there, and like, sure, I get it. But where Unu was in the box with Melia's distance to be able to arc that ball up and over to Finlay is not the right move. No, but also in his defense, if you see a. When you have a goalkeeper out on you, you get the ball out, and all of a sudden you see a guy wide open in the right in front of yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. And that's your point of view? Listen, you're, you're in, all, in all my years playing as a professional striker. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, you know, this is probably at least what I think is statistically one of a new better game without having to score in the sense of movement. And I think that was one of the things that I that I that I that we've seen to the previous games as well too. He was being really active in the in, in the box and that's where you got in the San Jose game, that's where you got the, the ball to uh, Will Trap to be able to score that goal. I think he's, his movement is, is, is getting better. I just, I, my big question is what does our midfield need to do in order to give him the services that he's requiring? Because if you watch him for at least 10, 15 minutes, you see him every time he's between two center backs, he's asking for the ball. Yeah. He wants someone to send it to him. He wants to be able to make that run. And even though this game, like he, it was his full 490 game, right? It was, uh, it, you know, as soon as he stops out of being that attacking top three, he just disappears. I, I think I have a lot of criticism, criticism for Unu, but I've in, on this pod said I see lots of good things in him. Um, I want to finally actually get to judge him with a full attack behind, behind him, yeah. right? With Lude distracting people, with Reynoso distracting people, with uh, um, Frank Payne back yeah frank Payne. we don't know what is up with him apparently he went on some subplot and he's like in china fighting well it's a it's It's a a side quest it's a side quest yeah (laughs) like i don't know where he is he's on some epic side quest and jeff basically it's going to be an entire an entire um volume of the frank Payne. uh you know, yeah, it's basically like a like a Hardy Boys. It's Frank Payne and Robin Lud 
going to do their own little Hardy yeah. Boys thing. But we need them back. We need yeah. to get the yeah, Avengers back. Yeah, they need to but... solve their mysteries and get yeah. back to the team. Yeah. No, you know, so, th- this, is, th- this, is, this is exactly right. Like, I mean, I think some of the flashes that we've seen, which is when you do have Reynoso and Fragapane combining, that opens up Unu to be in the box and open. And we saw that in Portland. We saw that in a couple other places. And then was it uh, was it the San Jose match where uh, Gregouche had that bicycle secondary assist, to, right. uh-huh. to, which was amazing. And just like you're saying, Unu was positioned perfectly to split those center backs and take a direct ball over the top. That is not a part of Reynoso's game when he's playing that far up. Like, does Reynoso need to be deeper and send those over? We saw a little bit of this like several years ago with. Kevin Molino and Mason Toy, where Mason Toy would, would post up between those two center backs, and Kevin Molino would send those those balls in to, to split them. So, you know, I don't. I think it's we're missing that dynamicism on the wings to allow Unu to not be that target. No, and also, I mean, plenty of criticism for his inability to finish because he hasn't scored a goal in yeah. months. Oh but at the same Unlike time, he, I mean. He was taking good shots. Like he, his shots on uh, target. He had three for five in this match, sixty percent, and the team was only shooting twenty nine percent. Like he's outperforming the team. Like he's doing. I mean, they were on target, but like go back to what those shots were, right? And they were like, right. I mean, yes. and also Emilio had a great game too. I'm glad he finally got shot on target since the first. It's better than it's better than having every block shot yeah. or every shot blocked or every shot just going so nope. wide that there's no chance of scoring on anyone. Um, there's a couple other moments. Reynoso had an amazing run, uh, and then put the ball off the post. That was frustrating. Um, we had someone. Someone's got to run the stats and how many times Reynoso hits the post. It, he is, he's averaging I, two or like, three a seriously, game. Seriously, the dude needs to figure out what which he upset and figure out how to break that spell. Also, um, it's, it's a shame he missed the All-Star thing today because the skills competition, there's a post competition in the skill, <laughs> All-Star skills competition. Yeah. He would have been money. Uh, there was a, a, a great ball, through ball from Reynoso to Unu. Unu it, it, uh, shoots. It's a bad shot. Melee saves. If he had taken one touch and gone around Melia, he's right, in. That's a on goal. goal. Yeah. That should have been. That was really frustrating to watch. Um, well, we had I, another one late with um, Agadello, who's free right. and just goes on on Melia. Um, uh, let's talk about this. Patrick Oweya comes in. Lots of people excited about this. Seventy-nine minute. That dude is so big. He um, is. I don't think he had a very good game. He did not. Uh, but. He did draw a yellow card because as there was a dust up, he kind of went and, and picked his own fight um, with, I, I, I actually don't remember with Was who. it Espinosa? I mean, yeah, it was Espinosa. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, it was God. Espinosa. So he, he went, goes he went, to Espinosa, and Espinosa, um, they go after each other, and then Wea instantly goes down, just yeah. like like a paper, paper doll, and draws a yellow, and that is... Look, we are looking for these young players to get minutes and to get uh, good experience. Mm. That is veteran shithousery right like, there. Like, like just the photo of him like, up against Tim Melia. Oh, yeah. You're like, showing me a photo here. Just yes, like, it's, it's just absolutely... You know what it is, right? So that 
hanging around with the Argentinians and drinking all that mate that makes yeah. them all angry. Yeah. And just, you know, it's working. He's got, he's got that Conor I mean, bullshit housing. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he literally took that ball and he knew he was going to get fouled and he could do, do, that, do that foul. And yeah. that was, that's, a, that's a good play. It's a heads up play. Right? And previous to that, he had um, a pass into the attacking third of the box that eventually was offside, but the idea was to move the ball forward. And then, of course, he had a couple of mistakes in where he gave the ball to the, the opposing team. But overall, I, I thought, you know, it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but, like, that is what you wanted to do, right? I mean, like, I think the funny thing is that at, at halftime, Tyler uh, uh, Twelman was, 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 was saying that we needed to interview Heath and asked him if he was going to make any subs, and we all know the answer to that question. Yeah. If he was going to make any subs, yeah. Don't be American like that. And I thought yeah. it was it was it was interesting that eventually till then we'd be able he was able to put in where at was that and still keep a new playing on uh, was he playing left or right after that right right wing I don't know it was all just a mashup like throw everybody forward. Um, okay, so it was a stupid game nil nil. Uh, we had chances should have should have won this game. Very frustrating. Um, Sporting Kansas City, we should say, did. Also, their own masterclass in shithousery. Oh, yeah. It was so frustrating to watch. I was very mad at the ref for, like, it was just a stupid game to watch. Yeah. And, that, and that, like, to me, letting a game just make it no fun to watch is very frustrating. But, um, like, kudos to them. They went down a man, and then they came out of this with a result. Um, they still got a point. They took another team in the West and didn't let them get any ground on them. So good for them. Um, they're still, they're still right now as of this taping. They're still second in the league. Um, Who's first, know, baby? Seattle, Seattle. three points. Oh DS Golden yeah. Boot Watch. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, and this is the thing that I think you know we've mentioned since the beginning of the season. It's a weird season. We're mostly playing inside of our own conference. Every match is a six-point match. So, like, are the draws not as bad as they were? No, they're bad. You know, it's like... So, so here, here's we're, what I we're find... Still, we're still in fifth. Here's what I find super frustrating about... We dropped seven points in the last eight days. Uh, and what's frustrating about that is, had we got those extra seven points, we would currently be in fourth in the Western Conference and only two points behind second place. Instead, we are in fifth and two points away from being outside of the playoffs. And so that is the frustrating thing is like, you are playing, like when you have, you're playing LA Galaxy at home, Chicharito's out, you have a backup goalkeeper, you need to take advantage of that. When you are playing in San Jose, who you normally have their number, and you go up a man 20 minutes in, Take advantage of that. When you're doing the same thing at home against Sporting KC and the same and you go up a man again, take advantage. I mean you just come away with two points out of nine. Yeah. And you just blow your chance to make like if if the expectations are that you're gonna be a top four team, go be it. And when you just miss those opportunities, it's just it's super frustrating. I think to to add on to I don't I don't think we're uh, we're the team we were last year, right? I think mediocrity has hit the, this team to the point where, like, this is what we're going to do. Like, we don't have a well-defined answer to finish, and we don't have a well-defined answer of how to how to make the players that we have in the midfield work to work to our advantage, work with their uh, with, with the skills that they do have to put them in situations where they can succeed. 
I, I guess I'd, I'd go back to my general thesis for this season, which is that we've reverted to the mean. Last year we were lucky, this year we're unlucky, but we're still the same team, and we're still just okay. And we will get into the playoffs this year, yep. and maybe eventually we'll start getting lucky and we'll have Lud and Frank Payne and like all the Avengers back together. But like right now, we're just unlucky and, ba- and mediocre. Last year we were good, lucky and, and mediocre. I know. And so- I mean, we, we should probably just put our expectations back to where they should have been. Like after coming out of being in a Western Conference final, expectations going into this season were high and yeah. they shouldn't have been. There, there was a, to, just to sidetrack for, an, for another second, there was a really good Reddit math thread that talks about Minnesota United's probabilities. And it was really, really well done. It's like 538, but even, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even more intense. And basically like, you know, there's a 17, 20, 18 percent chance in that order to be fourth, fifth, and sixth this year, and that that seems like it tracks. It's like 17, 20, and 18. 17 for fourth place, 20 yeah. percent chance for fifth, 18.6 percent chance for sixth, 14 percent chance for seventh, based on our finishing, and that looks like it's about right. There's an 87 percent chance that we make the playoffs. Um, yeah, Portland being shitty this year. Yeah. yeah, and uh, LAFC too. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. Because it's only inter interconference. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's 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 gonna God, I, work I love in our favor. That Gio decided that he should get an Argentinian defender because that's what Argentina is well known for, right? Um, Minnesota plays the seven thousandth uh, edition of the Dylan Wolpers Derby this Saturday at Houston, eight o'clock. We'll have it at the bar in the lounge. We'll have a special thing come here if the if the there's someone at the door because we start cover a little after eight tell them you're here for the game and you don't pay a cover uh and then after the game you can go watch the drag show but if you want to dra- watch drag show and pay the cover then I'll, I'll welcome that as well but we are missing emmanuel reynoso robin Lud, frank payne uh bakai debasi for yellow card accumulation which totally sucks uh and cool are we missing dsc Yes. I think yes. so, yeah. yeah. Does he actually have for, COVID? For illness? Well, it's like it, the, 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 last, the last report that I saw, it said illness. And if you look at when he was out, it's also the same time that Hayes and um, Gasper. Gasper were out. And it's like close connections. He's the only one that's still out. So Reason believes that he probably has COVID um, or enough of an exposure. So, you know, it's unconfirmed, but do, do the math. Um, yeah, so moral of the story is this is going to be a very weird game. Um, Ja'Cory Hayes and Jan Gregush are questionable. Yeah. Yeah, because Gregush pulled a hammy in San Jose, right? Uh, yeah. It was his ankle against... Oh, it was his ankle? Yeah. Okay. yeah. We thought that he did a hammy on that bicycle kick, but it was actually the ankle in the last uh, match. The advantage is that Houston is garbage, but, uh, you know, it's we've never won at Houston, and uh, it'll still be a weird game. Um Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back and do uh, Twitter questions. The last legs of the 55-1 podcast. Here we go. Stephen Lindley, one of our Patreon supporters, says, I don't think Heath is great, but there are worse coaches in MLS. Which of these coaches would you pick over Heath? Wiki in Chicago, Stam in Cincinnati, Lucci in Dallas, Tab in Houston, Neville in Miami, 
Juarez in RSL, Dos Santos in Vancouver, Struber in uh, New York Red Bulls, and Nancy in Montreal. Any, um, any of those you would take? I mean, Lucci just from the sexiness standpoint. I will say Lucci's, the, the, the mythos about uh, Lucci is that he brings up young players and brings them in. That is not our talent base. No, yeah. Um, and also, I'd say Juarez, just because he's a, he's a former Thunder player. Still nice. Yeah. Right, but Lucci, Lucci is too. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's, two, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll just take all the Thunder, the former Thunder players. But, but Lucci will play the young guys. Yeah, that's true, but we, don't, we just don't have that many. Yeah. Maybe well, find more. And it's fine. Lucci, they're all, they're Lucci, all playing this weekend anyways. Lucci's it's fine. got a lucrative academy that, that that's, sits underneath his team. We, so does Juarez, yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, I would take Nancy. Um, Wilfred Nancy in, in Montreal is at least like... He's got nothing to work with, and he's getting something out of it. Uh, so, but sign Mason Tony to a contract extension. Yep, yeah. seven goals. Stom, Tab, Neville. I mean, I would like, I would give Heath a five-year contract rather than if he was yeah. like, well, you have to sign these guys or sign Heath to a five-year contract. I'm taking Heath every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally um, agree. Mark DeSantos, I can't tell. I, I, I've actually like tried to talk to some people about this, like. Is it that he, the team is just bad, or maybe he's not as good as we hope? Yeah. I think it's both. I think his time is just... And the fact that he hasn't really played at home in two years. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. But his team is terrible. I mean, I mean, what would Wookie be like without Calvo? That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What huh? would any of us be like without Calvo? I mean, Calvo shaped who we are today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philip Hutchinson, another patron supporter, asked in Slack... Um, is Dotson an MLS Cup winning team starter at the eight? I love him, but is he that caliber now? Does he need to be paired with someone at a higher level than Trap? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, He's a good we eight. don't have a MLS Cup winning team. Yeah. No, no. And, and, I mean, we only have Reynoso, Miller, and Boxall. Right, but, he's a, but is he a top eight in this year? league? Do you think, is he a top eight in this league? No, he's average. He's not a top 10. I think he's above average. No, I mean, uh, well. I think he's you think he's in the top 15 of number eights in the league? Yeah. Probably, no. Uh, like, ball, ballpark at the lower end of that? Yeah, I don't like, think here's, so. Like, here's he's, not with his passing. His he, passing he is not just, great. He is just now starting to get regular minutes with this team to have some sense of ownership over that position. On, on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that—that's a thing that you don't become an ML. Like you don't become a higher caliber player unless you're playing. He was not playing regularly, and now he started an overwhelming majority of matches this season. I think, like, jury is still out. I think he's on the right trajectory, but it is slower because of how we develop young players. But also, I mean, with Minnesota system, like, we're so reliant on our number 10 to create that we're not as reliant on number 8s to create as other systems are, and so we don't need a top-tier number 8 if we're going to be successful if our offense is actually working and our number our 10 is creating. Our 8 doesn't need to be as creative, and that's a good role for Dotson. I think Dotson is... We hope that there's a higher ceiling for him, right? Yep. He's growing into that role. I think he's been pretty decent. Um, the midfield, center midfielders are something I argue with Bruce McGuire, our friend, about a lot because he just thinks Dotson is terrible and he hates Will Trap. No matter what statistic I throw at, at 
uh, Bruce about oh, uh, Bruce the, the being stats. He's like, he just, he just oh, cool. Does he just want center backs and like three tens across? He believes the middle? all sixes should be killers and like shiv shiv people. Will Trap is not that. So no, anyway. Will Trap is going to be. I'll like, bring Bruce on this podcast. We'll yell at each other about it. <laughs> Actually, we won't. He'll just say something really mean, and, and then we'll be I'll, like, okay, and, but like, just but like low key, and I'll be like, you're mean. Um, all right, Matt Ligas says, how do you take all the parts of all the strikers we have to make one super striker? 10,000 pitches, Jeremy <laughs> Rushing says, I gave you time. I just uh, pointed to my, uh, my uh, Aberdeen FC This is a thing in the podcast where I ask a question and you answer it. And if you don't answer it, I move on to a new well, one. Well, we don't get the Jeopardy like theme song. Can we go uh, ahead and answer? 10,000 pitches says, is it too early to drink a pumpkin spice latte? Absolutely not. Do whatever uh, you want. Uh, yes, I don't like and it's also so. too early for uh, pumpkin beers as well. Just wait till September, man. Well, actually, the... The time to drink them is um, while the world is actually burning and you're about to die. Uh, Johan Dickoff says, what do you guys think about short corners in soccer? I like them. They're fun every now and again. It's like a it, pumpkin spice latte. It, uh, it, you got to have it in your back you pocket. You guys never worked at, at Starbucks. I, that's very obvious right now. What? That, that, that you, you can talk so nicely about pumpkin spice. Oh, no, I, I hate pumpkin spice coffee. I don't like it's terrible. Spice. I can say mean things about it, but I won't. Pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin spice Cheerios are very, are very good. I also hate pumpkin spice as a general thing because it neither tastes nor like pumpkin or anything else. you ever else. tasted pumpkin? Yeah. Like, the, be- the only thing that you should look forward to from a cuisine standpoint from the fall is uh, Pizza Luce has a butternut squash pizza, which is fantastic. And it's only in the fall. That's the only fall cuisine flavor you should really look forward to. Wait, just- do you like pumpkin pie? Yeah, I love it's pumpkin fine. Pie. I, I like pumpkin so pie, too. There's a burrito place in Boston that would do Thanksgiving dinner in a burrito. With like cran- <laughs> just, just cranberries, gravy, no, mashed potatoes, like, turkey. Like, it was like gravy, stuffing, uh, <laughs> sp- like spicy Speaking turkey, <laughs> and then a cranberry, ch- a spicy Wes cranberry. Let's just check his email right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I actually because um, Johan uh, is from Sweden, um, and he, uh, I, I was actually looking at the Swedish Superliga table. I believe I thought he no. They're his, only allowed to do short corners. His team is Hammarby, and not Jugarden is at the the top of the league right now. And I was thinking maybe Jew Garden was it, but that's not it. So he's a Hammerby guy. They're in fifth place. Anyway, Johan, it's great to hear from you. Um, uh, Ruby at Hrustar says, uh, did you expect Minnesota United to master the Minnesota pro sport team art of being just good enough to never actually be good this soon in their MLS career? Um, hey, we're better than Timberwolves, right? Actually, well, that's a pretty this, low bar. I want to tell all Minnesota. This is my PSA to Minnesotans. Shut the fuck up about being media. Every team, yeah. except for the Yankees, uh, the the Dallas Cowboys, and the New England Patriots, and something in hockey. Everyone, every team is not very good. And even hockey, because like, you know Canada's in a bit of a slump like right Minnesota, now. Minnesota, like, oh, we haven't had like a. a, a a trophy winning team since uh, the Lynx. I'd, I'd rather hear about the the, 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 the the 1990 blizzard, whatever the hell it was. It 1991. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, it that does matter. matter. It Do you want me to tell you about how it affected my my trick or treating that year? It did. Maybe. It affected. Yeah. So the story is every every market is like not very good. Every city is is like broke because that's the way it works. Only like one team wins. So. Anyway, I loved you, Ruby, but 
Uh, Get out of here with that. That's not a Minnesota thing. It's literally every team. Also, we won a trophy in my lifetime, and that's all that matters. Uh, and the links are good, so yeah, whatever. Nick Schaub says, I asked for uh, question, comments, or limericks this week. Only one limerick. There once was a rivalry from Kansas City. Sorry, this limerick's not witty. A nil-nil draw is the last... Is this the last draw? Why is Heath so shitty? I would Are we ranking out of 10? I would have added Adrian yeah. to that last line. No, it just doesn't flow with the with the. Well, what, yeah, give us give. Tell no, us what you think. why is Adrian so shitty? It had the two syllables there instead of why is Heath. So well, the, the first mind. problem uh, I would say the scansion in the first bit is there once was a rivalry from Kent. It's too much. Like, this, is, this is in prog rock. We yeah, don't it should be from KC. Yeah. Too many too many syllables. Also, rivalry is a is a difficult word. That like the double R's and the L's. So take rivalry out there. You don't you want to find something else? Sorry, this limerick's not witty. That's at least like. At least kind of showing a little bit of um, kind of uh, self-deprecation there. A nil-nil draw. Is this the last draw? Why is Heath so shitty? The problem is um, you've got... He's got a good punchline at the end. You've got these kind of broken, you don't have good legs of uh, why is Heath so shitty? It's a good punchline, but the, the why in there is... You need a hard consonant at the it's, beginning of it's, that. The way I would rank it is... Slightly better than an Andrew Weeby haiku, so. which is slightly better than his uh, kick at the MLS All Star. No, no, we were discussing this. We were off discussing air. This if you actually if watch he, the thing, like the the like horn sounded as the ball was in the air, and he just like tra- trapped it. Like he like let off. Like it didn't actually miss. Yeah, that's no, fine. He was a dummy. Yeah. it was a great dummy. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. put a careless whisper sack solo. Last question, there. Connor Shim says, "We'll stri- we'll whisper to strikers for free." Or yell at them, whatever works at this point. I believe this is a job posting. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Connor, you're hired. Mm-hmm. Well, we we need someone. We need the iron skillet, but for whispering and just throw it at at the strikers. I mean, we can always get those new uh, those new Tesla robots to be our striker whis- whispers. Get a Tesla truck. Um, all right. Moral of the story is Megan Rapino uh, just retweeted the Blackheart. What, what? motherfucker? Hold on. Live, live check. Hold on. Live check. Live check. Hold on. What's uh, what's going on? Megan Rapino. Wait. Hold on. I'm I'm pulling up Twitter. How slow of a phone do you have? No, I'm I'm looking for this, guys. Uh, there's a lot of. I just retweeted mentions. it. Look, he found it before you, and he's got I know. a laptop. I have a lot of mentions because I'm a famous person. So oh, shut yeah, the sorry. fuck up. Your bar. Um. Oh my God. Okay, show me. W O W W. What are what are the numbers? What's she doing? Uh, here? She's got she's got 349 likes, 26 tweets, five comments. That was three minutes ago. Let's refresh. Why don't you just turn around and show it to him? 26. Uh, hold yeah. on, I'm looking. At, I'm looking. I'm waiting. Everyone, <laughs> stick himself. with us on this like amazing content that Cheers. we're giving you right now. Wow. She says, Wow. Crying um, face, heart, crying, crying face, 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 heart, yeah. crying face, heart, praying hands. Praying hands. Motherfucker. Oh it's happening, God. Wes. Hold on. Let me tweet. <laughs> uh, I got to work on this. Yo, yo, yeah, yeah, don't do it on the You got to think about like, this. Wes, 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 thank you for, uh, we'll workshop the tweet right after What's our tagline? Are we done? You're good enough. No, what is it? No, let him do it. You're good enough. You're beautiful. You're sexy. And everyone loves you. And Yeah. <laughs> and let Megan finish. <laughs>